turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. Good afternoon, friends. David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital how in the world are you on this open phone in Friday? So glad that you're hanging out with me today, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone watching me on Facebook Live. Thanks a lot for viewing and tuning in there. And of course, on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country. WAVA 105.1 FM right here in the nation's capital covering all of DC and the surrounding areas. So thank you so much for tuning in. Now listen, if you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. First of all, we've got marriage Mondays and then tough topic Tuesdays, wisdom Wednesdays, theological Thursdays, and then open phone in Fridays. That's today. So today's show is all about you. That's right. It's all about you. So what do you want to talk about? I'm here to serve you, to connect with you, to hang out with you. We have an hour to hang out together, the first hour of a rush hour. And so let's build a bridge across race, religion, relationships, or any topic that you have a question for me. In fact, I can address any question. Of course, I can't answer any question, but uh, we've got uh, the the good book right here. I'm holding it up. See this? This is God's word, so that helps us. And then we've got one another, and so I think that maybe we can help get you down the road a little bit. So here is my number in case you want to call me, 888-432-7434. That's 888-432-7434. Three, four. If you're driving or trying to remember the number, just remember the word bridge. 888-43-BRIDGE. Now let's bow for just a short word of prayer, commit our time to the Lord, and then we're going off to the races. I'm taking your phone calls. The lines are now open. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for the week you've gotten us through. Thank you for this beautiful day. We commit it to you in the conversation we're going to have over the next hour. Would you please GPS each phone call and every listener who happens to turn on the radio, would you give them some word today, some encouragement? We pray in the name of Jesus. Together, everyone said, amen and amen. 
Well, first of all, uh, remember you can get a hold of me some other ways if not on the air. Uh, we have andersonspeaks.com. You can go there. And embracegracism.com. You definitely can go there. Let me know you want to be a gracist too and register to be a gracist. Also, if you give us your information, I'll send you stuff every now and then, but we will not bombard you. And we have testimonies of so many others who said, yep, I signed up and I only get a couple pieces of uh, in inbox mail uh, a couple times a year. So it's not much at all. Let me give you my number one more time and then we're going to kick the show off in Washington, D.C. My phone number is 888-432-7434. Let's take our first call. It's Aaron and Aaron's calling from Washington, D.C. Hey, Aaron, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Thank you for taking my call, Dr. My pleasure. How can I serve you today, Aaron? Uh, and, and I don't know if this is a bit off topic, but I'm just trying to, I'm doing a little studying, and I'm just trying to get a better understanding. I just wanted to get your thoughts on, like, Martinism versus, like, post-Martinism. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to touch bases or even scratch the surface on any of this or not, but it's... Well, I'm having a tough time. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot there. It's a, it's kind of a big topic: modern modernism or modernity, as they call it, or postmodernism. Uh, it's probably bigger than what we can talk about. We need to do a whole show on that. But at the end of the day, it has to do with uh, the modern way of thinking, which is basically uh, all roads lead to God, and uh, there's a lot that has to do with that. Postmodernity almost is beyond the uh, spiritual or religious context. So when they talk about religion, it's almost like religion is, is dead, but spirituality is alive. Uh, and so you have a lot of people today that will say they're spiritual, but they're not religious or they don't believe in the organized church. So all of that would kind of be what uh, some people are talking about postmodern. There's more to it, but that's one tenet of it. Okay, that, that helps me out a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm studying on it right now, and I, I'm just mm -hmm. having a tough time. What, what are you learning? What are you, yeah, what are you learning, or what one question has kind of come up in your mind about what you're reading? Uh, just, just how it relates to, like, the new millennials and Christianity, mm -hmm. or just people in general, and, and, and how more folks are kind of getting away from the Bible right. in America, but... Mm -hmm. But it's growing. It's growing in China by leaps and bounds. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. So, and and just the body of the church as a building or as a structure, and right, it's kind of getting Christians out of the church and more into the community and more into just serving and meeting people where they are. Yeah. Because it's going to be hard to get a lot of these postmodernism thinking minded folks into. To walk into the building. Yeah, so it's, it's it's almost a, it's almost an anti-orthodoxy model or an anti-religion model. It's much more the church is dead. Uh, how can we connect and have meaning, and how can we be spiritual without uh, organized religion? And honestly, organized religion has done this to themselves. I mean, we've watched it. Uh, people are fleeing the church in droves because of what the quote-unquote church stands for. So we're doing a bad job with our witness because we've connected it to politics and partisanism, not to Christ. And we lose the gospel, we lose Jesus, but we gain, uh, you know, a political party or or a social ideology. 
So I think all of that is is what's moving us toward a postmodern culture or a sort of post-biblical, post-orthodoxy kind of a culture. So way way to kick this off like it's a theological Thursday, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Doctor. I appreciate your thoughts on this topic. Yes, sir. Blessings to you. I'm going to run to my commercial break now. Thank you, Aaron, for calling from Washington, D.C. When I get back in a couple of minutes, I got a couple of anonymous calls. I'm going to them in Washington, D.C., La Plata, Maryland. I also got a couple open lines if you want to get in. Now's the time to fit in. My number, 888-43-BRIDGE. The Multicultural Ministry Handbook. What is multicultural ministry? How does it affect me? Why is it important? If you want to know the answers to these and many other questions, then the Multicultural Ministry Handbook is a must-read. This story was modeled on the pioneering planting of Bridgeway Community Church, where founding pastor Dr. David Anderson had the vision for a dynamic, diverse, grace-filled place. Authored by a group of folks who've been doing ministry together for many years, this book is a testimony of personal journeys and practical ideas for any church with the desire to do life as God would have us do it. The Multicultural Ministry Handbook, published by InterVarsity Press, can be purchased at your local bookstore, Amazon.com, or Andersonspeaks.com. into your basement and there was that smell you weren't quite sure what it was mold mildew cracks or blistered paint in your walls well listen you need to call best buy waterproofing they'll come by give you a free inspection and they'll let you know is it water wreaking havoc on the foundation of your home they have more than 30 years of experience and they're ready to give you and all my listeners a free basement inspection all you got to do is give them a call 844-988 3707. One more time, here's the number 844-980-3707 or check them out at bestbuywaterproofing.com. And by the way, if you do business with them, they'll donate $500 to support my radio ministry. So, give them a call, Best Buy Waterproofing. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. You can call our hotline at any time at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out our previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. To join our text community and receive a free weekly Expiration from Dr. Anderson, just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. And I'm back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. A big shout out and hello to Rick Little, who's watching on Facebook Live, Eric Sanchez, Hello to you in Orlando, Florida. Daryl Musgrove, good to see you there. And Wahili Battle, aloha to you 
as well. If you want to check me out, go to Facebook Live and type in at Anderson Speaks, or you can type in Dr. David Anderson. Either way, you can be right there joining the process of conversation, not only online, but on air. I'm on air on 105.1 FM right here in the D.C. metropolitan area. It's open phone-in Friday. Anything you want to ask me, anything you want to talk about, it's fair game. Nothing is off topic. Let's build a bridge together across race, religion, relationships, or any area where you're saying, I need the brother, I need a brother who I can talk to, a friend, a, a, a pastor, a husband, a father, who I can just kind of talk to and uh, get some advice, get some wisdom. And I'm always quick to say wisdom comes from God and from God's word. Uh, but maybe some of us can help you out along the way. How's that? All right, let me give you the number one more time. Then we're going to go back to D.C. and talk to Anonymous. Here's my number, 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. Back to the phone lines. We have Anonymous in Washington, D.C. Hi, Anonymous. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself, bro? I'm alive and grateful. I'm so glad you called. What are you thinking today, my friend? Uh... I have a situation where I have me and my girlfriend were both under the age under the age of fifty, and she's sixteen years younger than I am. Okay. But we connect we connect spiritually. We're both Christians. Uh, I mean, when it comes to credit, our medical histories, uh, our future endeavors, everything is in sync. She goes to my church with me. Okay. Which you know they love her there. But she's 16 years younger than I am. Okay. So how old are you? I'm 40. So do the math. That puts you puts her at what, about uh, uh, 24? 25, 24. 25, yeah. 24, you're 40. So what is your question? What, what, what type of advice? Because everything else is like an 80-20 rule. So the only thing... And I can look at that could be a potential issue. If, if so, would be the age difference. And uh, my family and her family, they don't have a problem with it. Okay. Um, she doesn't. It may, it may be, unconsciously, it may be me most of all. Yeah. Well, and uh, let's talk about you for a second. What is it that makes you a little uncomfortable that she's that much younger than you? Uh, I, I, to be honest, I... I truly, I truly don't know. I mean, as you get as you get up in age, uh, sometimes the physical doesn't matter to, and stuff like that. But sometimes it does, and, and um, I'm thinking maybe it's just it's me most of all. Like, and, and even later on, in my mind, I'm just thinking, you know, you try to look to see what things may come up sure. later on, and. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking. But are you a little bit uh, insecure of the fact that when you're 50 or 60, she may still be 16 years younger, and you're not quite sure if she's going to be committed to you? Like, is that in your brain? Um, I, I, I guess I'm more concerned for her because if it did come to that, I, I think I prepare myself to the fact that if it did come to that, then so be the case. Because yeah. sometimes that does happen when there's a big gap. And, and I wouldn't be upset if that happened. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Well, here's the thing. I, I like what someone says on my uh, Facebook. They says, as a mom, no. 
as a woman, I understand. As a wife, no. You need someone who can relate to your life, your music, and your generation. So that's one person's opinion on my on my Facebook page. Let me give you my thoughts on this. Um, if you're not insecure about it, which I think you might be a little bit, so I'd get some counseling if I were you before you like engage her. I'd sit down with the counselor and talk through every scenario to see where it is in your brain that really makes you feel like, mm, this could be bad. Okay, so that's the first thing. Just get through it and get the confidence of it. If her parents are okay with it, if she's okay with it, and you guys really do have a connection, then I really don't have a problem with it especially if you have a spiritual connection, an emotional connection, because she could be 25, but emotionally she could be 30. You can be 40, but emotionally right. you could right. be 35. And so we got to figure out what the connection is uh, and where the connecting points are. And if y'all can roll together, do it. Uh, if you can't roll together because there's too much insecurity on her part or on your part, then that's a different story. But I definitely get my parents' viewpoint. So what's her parents? What do your parents say? And I'd really talk it through with her father. And if her father is cool with you and she's cool with you, um, you know what? Uh, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and receives favor from the Lord. And to have a 25-year-old gal, again, if she is mature, you're 50 years old. Now she's 35. Uh, that's, not, that's not a terrible thing unless y'all can't connect. Now, let me tell you some places where people can't connect. Sometimes, uh, like uh, the woman on my Facebook said, sometimes generationally it's different music, different clothing. Uh, different heroes, a different way of understanding your world. And so those are some of the things you got to work through and how big of an issue are they. What you don't want to be as a father to her, you know, and she doesn't want you to be treating her like she's you know, like, talking like her dad talks. And you don't want to talk to her like your daughter. And so, but again, if y'all have a real good connection and you have family support, spiritual support, in a pastoral okay, then... You better get it while you can, bro. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying that God bless you. And, and well, well, when it comes to when it comes to the generational thing, there's questions that she asks me and she listens, and there are things that she tells me, and I definitely listen. And there are things that she says when it comes to my daughters, and I don't second guess it at all. I listen right away. Got it. Uh, now, how old are so your daughters? We, we don't. Uh, one is six and one is fourteen. And these are. This is a. Uh, so you'll be in a second marriage if you marry her? Well, this will be my first marriage. Your first marriage, married, but two daughter. kids. Understand. Are the two kids from the same woman? No. And are they living with you? Yes. Okay, and if y'all if you if you married this young lady, would would all four of y'all live together? Correct. And so what does a fourteen year old think about her? She's been pushing this thing before it was even an issue. Okay. Yeah, she sees a big sister. I mean, literally, she's closer in age to your 14-year-old than she is to you. <laughs> you know, when you think about it like that. But, again, I would I would get the counseling that's necessary. I wouldn't just, on its face, right. re reject it. If there's love there, if no. there's connection there, Anonymous, I would say at least go to the next level and really talk about what life would be like if y'all decided to do this, especially if they if you if she wants to have more kids and and what your finances are going to be right. like, things of that we sort. Both, we, both, we, we both agree on all those things. And okay. Her father is not in the picture. Her father is not in the picture at all. Uh huh. And one of the things that she gravitated to was the fact that I am a single father. So. Mm hmm. Well, get the counseling that's necessary. I'm glad you called me for some advice. I'm not shutting the door on it. 
I'm actually saying, you know what, this could be a, this could be a blessing. Now, again, everybody's not going to agree with me, but I'll give you, that's my two cents on it, okay? Yes, sir. All right, blessings to you, and that is anonymous in Washington. Let me tell you part of the reason, too, friends, while I'm uh, sort of okay with this, uh, is I don't know the couple, but if you just look at the age, sometimes age doesn't matter that much. It's stage. Uh, and also, back in the days of, of the Hebrews and of the Bible, uh, usually the man was at least 15 years older anyway, all right, because he had to uh, get his own piece of land, his property, his tent. He had to get his business straight first. And then he had to raise money for a dowry. And once he did all of that, once he had his whole house in order, then he could go get his bride and bring her in, uh, marry her and bring her into the tent. And so it was the idea of get your life in order first, financially, business-wise, and then bring me into a secure environment. Now, I know we live in a different culture. We live in a different time. But how many of you ladies would say, you know what, if a guy had his business in order, his employment in order, his house in order, his money in order, and then he wanted to date me, maybe I would consider a guy who's older, you know, as opposed to both of you the same age striving every step of the way. Now, that's what Amber and I did, by the way. We're 12 days apart. In fact, her birthday is right around the corner. May 13th is her birthday. And so, uh, you know, I, she, I'm still her elder for another two days or so. But uh, you get the point. So, anyway, that, that's my reasoning behind it. 888-432-7434. Let me go to... Okay, I lost my other anonymous in La Plata, Maryland, which means I can move to Jacob in Annapolis, Maryland. Hi, Jacob. This is Dr. Anderson. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Dr. Anderson? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for calling me. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm calling because I need some help. I need a perspective change. Okay. Uh, You know how Jacob in the Bible wrestled with God? And that's kind of like what I'm doing. Like, I believe God's sovereign. And I have a hard time when things happen that don't go my way or the way that I think they should go. Then I blame God. And I don't know how to get myself out of that. Mm -hmm. I know it's not right, but I don't know how to change my perspective on it. Hmm. And so you're blaming God why, usually? Just because it didn't go right? Is it like a big thing or could it be a small thing? Well, it could be it could be big to small. It could be because I stubbed my toe. It could be because I broke up in a relationship, or, mm. or like anything. Those are just those aren't those two things did not happen. But I'm just saying, like anything. Yeah. So. Like, uh, so why do you blame God? Well, just because I think He's sovereign. He had control of these things. Mm-hmm. And so, are you really are you really blaming Him, or is it just that you don't have anybody else to blame? So by default, it must be God's fault. Gotcha. And so why do you want a perspective change if you believe that it's God's fault? Because I don't believe that at the same time, I don't believe that's right. I believe God does good. There you go. So you know the truth and the truth will set you free. So then you have to speak the truth and that's what's going to get you out of this situation. The next time you have a difficulty, uh, speak the truth. And the truth is that every good and perfect gift comes from my father above. All right. And so if I'm going through this trial or this test, it's only one of two reasons. God allowed it, okay? Uh, And if he allowed it, it must be a purpose behind it. Even though I don't like the purpose, there's something he's teaching me, right? Because he allowed it. Even if he didn't do it, he allowed it, all right? Um, Sometimes it's ourself. 
we make decisions. And when we make the wrong decision, we want to blame God, even though he gave us free will to do it. So either way, every good and perfect gift comes from God. And God is never going to do anything to harm you. All right. He'll, he'll never do anything to harm you. Now, he will do something to hurt you. It is true he might do something to hurt you. But hurting and harming are two different things. So if, if my kid needs to go to the hospital, it may hurt him when I take him there to get an operation, but ultimately it's going to help him. I'm not doing it to harm him, even though it may hurt a little bit. So you may go through some things that are hurt a little bit, but ultimately it's to help you so you'll be better. But God will never harm you. So the next time you feel like blaming God, speak the truth, because you already know what the truth is, and the truth will set you free. How's that sound? It sounds pretty good, Dr. Thank you. All right, you got it, my friend. Blessings to you. That's Jacob in Annapolis, Maryland. Hey, listen, I'm coming back to you. I got to run to the break. If you're still there in Charlestown, West Virginia, Alex, I'm going to see you in just about three minutes. I've got a few open lines open. So uh, that's redundant, isn't it? I got a few open lines right now available to you. Give me a call. Get in right now so you don't have to be in a long line later. 888-432-7434. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. to touch the mic, bro, but this craft is something that I would fight for. I'm in the lab with this pen in the pad, knowing I might finish last day, really why I write, though. Hey folks, I'm David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. Over a decade ago, I decided to start a company that could help families take control of their finances and more importantly, their time. We offer you a powerful education in how to trade in the stock market, providing you the skill sets you need to manage your financial manager and speak his language, or even cut out the middleman entirely and do it yourself. My mission was to put more money in the hands of good Christian people to impact this country and the rest of the world. Since that time, I've seen Tradeway grow from a small business started in a garage with my family to an education company which now employs more than 20 families and has educated nearly 20,000 people from all across the country. God has truly blessed this mission. It's been exciting to see the Tradeway family grow through the years. At this point, people attend our events not only to hear about the stock market, but to fellowship with other families and even to strengthen their walk with the Lord. The Tradeway community is unlike anything I've ever seen in my business career or even in my ministries. With Tradeway, you not only get a powerful system for trading as a business, but you get the kind of hands-on support, ongoing development, and personal community that is required to propel you forward in this journey, and we help you to do that one step at a time. I want to personally invite you to join us at our next event called Step 1, Start Your Journey at the Renaissance Arlington, June 1st and 2nd. The event will be hosted by Christy and Boyce McLeod. Christy and Boyce are a unique husband and wife team. When you combine Christy's ability to make the event hilariously fun with Boyce's analytical nature, you can't beat the experience. Join us at the Renaissance Arlington, June 1st and 2nd, and bring your family. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723 or go to Tradeway.com. 
That's Tradeway.com. Interested in trading as a way to generate extra monthly income? Listen up. Before you sign up for some garbage program or awkward in-person seminar, you really need to hear about the online trader program that everyone's talking about. This is the program that allows you to get your account funded with someone else's money. That's right. Apiary Fund will gladly put up to $100,000 of their money into your trading account. And the best part? You get to keep 85% of the profits without putting in a dime of your own money. Apiary Fund and this program are growing like crazy. As a special offer, Apiary Fund is allowing our listeners to get started for free. Just call 800-959-4526 and leave us your email address, and we will send you all the exciting details of how to trade Apiary Fund's money and not your own. Call 800-959-4526 and leave your email address on the voicemail. Your free report will be sent right away. 800-959-4526. That's 800-959-4526. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Open Phone-In Friday. On Tough Topic Tuesday, Farah Aleem wrote in, and she said on my Facebook, Hi, Dr. Anderson, I am listing a home in Elkridge, Maryland for $330,000. How can I get more clients to, to serve without spending more uh, on marketing? My barriers are finances and another career. Appreciate you. Well, Farah Aleem, what I would say is use social media the best way you can because it's cheaper. Uh, you know, since you can't do a lot of marketing, use as much social media as you can. Facebook and and Twitter and Instagram. And uh, if you can print some flyers, print flyers and put them in public places on public billboards, bulletin boards, Starbucks and other cafes that allow you to to do that and put your card up, uh, things of that sort, your business card. You could tack it to the wall. Those are the things that you can do. I'd put something on my car as well. If you can afford just a magnet uh, with the, your name as a real estate agent on your car, that's helpful because then people might ask you and, and stop you and say, hey, can you help me with X, Y, and Z? So those are a few things that you can do when you have limited uh, resources. All right, Alex is on the line. He's in Charlestown, West Virginia. Let's go there. Hi, Alex. Welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I'm good, Dr. Anderson. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging out with me. What are you thinking? That's well, I, I just wanted to thank you. A couple of years ago, I heard that song that you made for your wife, and you are going to um, get engaged to her. And so I ended up doing the same thing, and, my, and I made a song for my wife. You inspired me. <laughs> wow. How about my, that? <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love um, it. But my question is, I wanted to hear your response about the gospel of inclusion that Carlton Pearson has um, kind of released this Netflix movie around and right. talking about how one person has Adam messed it up for everyone. And so Jesus came and fixed it, you know, and what is your response to that? And how do you think that we can approach it without, I guess, uh, magnifying the attitude that he kind of portrays that the church gave him of shunning away and turning back on him and things mm-hmm. of that nature. How can we show this message, uh, your response to the message, and how can we show the truth in love and compassion? Yeah, so uh, truth in love and compassion we should always show regardless of somebody's theological opinion. All right, but he was in a high-level, I guess, popular platform. So the people that put him on that platform and allowed him to uh, sort of uh, be a megaphone for the gospel – 
felt betrayed, I guess, and so they had to pull away. Now, I haven't seen the movie, and so I don't know everything about what Carlton Pearson's Gospel of Inclusion is about. But what I do know, and you tell me if I have it right since you saw the movie, is he doesn't believe that people are going to go to hell, that everyone's going to go to heaven, whether they accept Jesus Christ or not, because we all sinned in the first Adam, and we're all saved in the second Adam, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Did I get that right? Yes, as far as I know, that's pretty much the gist of it. Okay, so it's just a difference in theological opinion. Now, understand that uh, this is a major difference in the theological opinion because that means that somebody can walk around and say, whether I accept Jesus or not, I can, I'm still going to go to heaven. I think that that's a false gospel because, um, unfortunately, somebody could get saved if you were to teach them the true gospel. But because you taught them a false gospel, they never really make a decision to follow Christ and spend eternity separated from him. That's what I believe because I, I, I got a perfect picture for you, and that's the picture of Jesus on the cross. Jesus comes as the divider of men. He's in between two men, one to the right, one to the left. They're both sinners. But one to the left decides he's not going to trust Christ and he's going to curse him. The other one decides he's going to bless Christ and, and accept him. And Jesus said to the one to his right, today you will be with me in paradise. And so we see one that goes up with Jesus. We see one that goes down. And so that is a picture of what's going to happen in the future. He's going to separate the sheep from the goats. Okay, he's going to separate uh, the wheat from the chaff. And so there's too much other scripture that says that, you know, there's going to be this separation. Jesus himself said, some people are going to come to me and say, Lord, Lord, didn't I do this in your name? And he's going to say, Jesus says back to them in Matthew 7, uh, I believe that's the text, uh, I know you not. Prepare for the devil and his angels. So you see, I think uh, that, you know, the, the spiritual leaders that are preaching the gospel of inclusion where you don't have to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, I think they're in error. And I think they have to deal with those passages that I just, uh, you know, enumerated. What do you think about that, Alex? I, I agree with that. I, I believe that one of the fundamental things I believe in is choice, is that, you know, one of the things that he talked about is that there's this big, mean, bad God that sends people to hell. And I believe that it's quite the opposite, that God gave us, gives us a choice. He gave Adam the choice, and Adam made a decision. Yeah. Uh, he gives us a choice, and I would yeah. think it would be a mean, angry God that would make us not have an option to choose yeah. what we want to do. You know, And so that's, that's my perspective. I think that God gives us, he's a loving enough God to let us choose, and we have to be able willing to accept the choice. Sure. I put before you life and death, I would that you choose life. Yeah. So I think choices, I love having choice. Yeah. I like to be able to choose. I well, don't like anybody being a mandate things on me. Your choice is great. Uh, what's really what's really interesting, though, is Adam and Eve had a choice when they were already born into perfection, uh, and they chose uh, they chose against it. We, on the other hand, weren't born in perfection. We were born into sin, shaped in iniquity. So he's not sending us to hell. We already are on our way there. He's saving us from hell. That's a different perspective. The plane's going down. He's sticking his hand inside of the plane and pulling out people. Uh, so he is coming into a world that's already condemned. We are already on our way to hell, and he's rescuing us. That's different than saying there's a God who's sending people to hell. So uh, anyway, listen, I know i got to run. Uh, thank you so much, my friend. I'm going to run to my commercial break. I'll be right back. Hey. 
When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Digluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his brand new public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook and when you see his smiling face, click like. That's another great way for you to connect and follow the good doc. Have you heard any good lawyer jokes lately? Well, let me tell you about a lawyer who is no joke. That's James McCollum. He's a no-nonsense attorney who understands the law and he knows the Lord. When I have need of legal advice, I have contacted James McCollum. If you need legal representation, contact James McCollum at 301-864-6070. That's attorney James McCollum at 301-864-6070. And that's no joke. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland, is having their first mental health and faith conference. It's on Saturday, May 19, 2018. If you'd like to go, all you got to do is shoot an email over to bccmentalhealthandfaith at gmail.com. Let me say it again. B as in boy, C as in Charlie, C as in Charlie. bccmentalhealthandfaith at gmail.com. James McCullum is a wonderful attorney, and I thank God for him and the attorneys at his law firm. He is a lawyer that I trust, and you can trust him, too. You've heard his commercials ever since the very beginning of my show, and many of you uh, have used him and called him. If you need a lawyer, you got to call James McCullum. His number is 301 864 or go to my website, at Anderson Speaks, and check out my radio sponsors. You'll find James McCullum there. My number here in studio is 888-43-BRIDGE. Let's go to Washington, D.C., and talk to Tasha, who's on the line. Hi, Tasha. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good, Dr. Anderson. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thank you so much for calling me. What are you thinking? you today because I have this thing going on, something that happened in my family, my older brother, he's married and they have a, a son, and then my baby sister lived with them and she realized that he was cheating on him, okay. and she was cheating on him with this guy, and then even sending like naked videos to the person and stuff okay. like that, and it was something we could never imagine because she doesn't look like it, 
Okay. And then when she told us, she told me and my other sister, and then we contacted the girl and tried to interview her, like, is there any problem with your marriage? She said, no. We said, then why are you cheating? She said, oh, no, God forbid. We said, we have proof. And then that's when she okay. agreed to it. And now, she, we, we finally told her husband, because we didn't know how to tell her husband. We finally okay. told her husband. And then she apologized and cried and apologized. Okay. And now, um, how, how am I supposed to know that she truly repented? Or what is it that maybe I can advise my brother to do? Because I try to talk to my brother like, is there anything you that she has been requesting for and you don't do to her? He well, let said me, no. So I don't. Let me jump in. Yeah. Uh, so your brother was having an affair with a married woman. You confronted the woman mm-hmm. and told the husband, and now you want to make no, sure. My, my brother, no, my brother's wife uh-huh. was cheating. My brother's wife. Your brother's wife. Married. My brother, yes, my brother is not doing anything. We've, okay. we've, we've discovered that his wife is cheating on him. Okay, got it. And But she's apologized now. Is that right? Yes, she apologized. But it happened before. We didn't know it happened before. She, when we told our brother about this time, that's when he now told us it happened before, but he didn't let anybody know about gotcha. it. Gotcha. Well, here's the thing. Your brother and his wife, they need to go to counseling, and you need to get out of their marriage. Okay. Okay. You're all up in his marriage. Yeah. Leave him alone. Let them repair their marriage. Send them to counseling. Tell them, Dr. Anderson said, Anderson said, y'all need to go find a counselor and put your marriage back together. And unless he comes to you and asks for your advice, uh, just leave the marriage alone because that's too much for them to have to manage. She has to manage her husband and all his family, which includes you. And uh, what I think needs to happen now, your brother's married to her. He needs to stop, you know, kind of leaning on the rest of y'all. He needs to go get his wife. They need to go get in counseling. You pray for him. You encourage him. But stay, yep. stay out of it from here. That's my two cents. Oh, That's way too much drama. I'm sorry. That's just way too much drama. Your husband is right. Okay, back up off of this thing. Pray for him and worry about your own husband and and love on him and build your family up. (laughs) No more stress on you. Focus on your home. Let God do the rest. How's that sound? you to go home i want you to go home hug your husband kiss him and say honey you were right you were right but 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 i'm gonna tell you what you what you can't do you can't say i talked to dr anderson and he said you were right and then kiss him and tell him he's right because then he's gonna be like oh so dr anderson said it but when i said it it didn't work so what i'm saying to you privately right now in front of 300,000 people is to kiss him hug him and say honey you know what i've been thinking on this and you're absolutely oh, right. Thank you so much, Dr. Anderson. You are the best. You got it, my sister. Oh, <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank Lord you. bless you, okay? Thank you. Take care now. Bye-bye. Lordy, Lordy. There was some drama up in there, but I think she's got it right now. All right. Yeah, whenever you say uh, you talk to Dr. Anderson and you throw some wisdom at somebody, 
uh, and they had already told you the same thing, it's only going to make them hate me, right? So you don't want to do that. You just say, you've been thinking about it, because you have been. You've been thinking about it, and so now you want to try this. Or you've been thinking about it, now you want to do this. I don't need the credit uh, because, you know what, you're just going to make somebody mad at me. If God has revealed something through me or to reveal something through somebody else, uh, then take it from God and then go ahead and do what you have to do. Uh, the middleman doesn't need a cut on this one, okay? There you go. All right, let's go to Joe. Joe is in Severn, Maryland. Hey, Joe, welcome to the show. How you doing? Hello, Dr. Anderson. Hey, how are you? I have a, I'm great. I'm a pastor of a, a small church in Severn, Glen Burnie, uh, some non-denominational multicultural church. Cool. And on Wednesday night in our Bible study, uh, something came up, and it's like our young adults were saying one thing, and the older adults were saying something else. Mm. And it's about dress or clothing. Mm. Now, I know God says, he looks at the heart, not at the outside. Yeah. But some of the older adults were saying that there should be some kind of dress code in church with guys coming in with their pants hanging down or uh, wearing caps in the sanctuary. And the young adults were saying we shouldn't say anything about their dress because mm-hmm. it'll turn them around. Mm-hmm. So what's your pastor your advice? Well, it, it depends what they're coming to. If they're coming to a Saturday picnic, it's one thing. If they're coming to Sunday worship, if they get there, uh, then say, praise the Lord, you're welcome. Would you would you mind taking your hat off while you're in the sanctuary? I think that would be fine. Um, so there's no, no problem saying something to them as long as the right person says it in the right way. If you look down on them and like, uh, I can't believe you're doing that or uh, you're being disrespectful, well, then that's negative because – the fact that they came to your church is awesome. So you can just teach them by saying, hey, would you mind? It's just like in school, you know. And so people are used to a dress code, but I don't think that you ought to, like, make them dress up, all right, if they're coming to your church. Now, if they're on stage, if they're in the pulpit, if you're going to use them in the choir or something like that, then go ahead and lift that dress code a little bit. I think that that's good because that also gives a standard. And we deal with this all the time. I'm dealing with it now in my church. It's continually changing. And so it's important to have some kind of code of modesty, more of principles, uh, less of rules. You know what I mean? So you want that diversity generationally. You want that diversity culturally. But uh, I think if somebody's coming in and, you know, and you don't feel like people feel like hats on men are disrespectful, it wouldn't be a bad thing to say, hey, just like when we honor the flag or say pledge allegiance or say a prayer, would you mind taking your hat off while you're in the sanctuary? And that would be fine. And even put up a little sign if you want to, just like uh, would you mind not drinking coffee in the sanctuary or uh, we only waters allowed. So, I mean, some rules are okay. It's all about the spirit with which you say it or do it. Make sense? Yes, that makes a lot of sense because I told them that it was three young men on separate occasions who came to our church and were wearing scullies or caps. And as pastor, I went up to him and say, hey, bro, in the sanctuary, when we're honoring God, we usually don't wear hats. Yeah. And on each occasion, the young men took their caps off. Yeah. And then someone asked me if they've been back. Yeah, Joe, let me just stop you there because I have this break. I'll address more of this on the other side. Hold on one second.
Have you been thinking about a private Christian education for your kids centered around biblical principles in an environment where individualized learning is emphasized? Think you can't afford it? You can. Highland Park Christian Academy in Landover, Maryland is a qualified and certified Christian school offering a first-rate education at a reasonable price. We teach pre-K through 8th grade with before and after care provided. Financial incentives are available for families with multiple children and active military. Half-off tuition is also available for new students to Highland Park Christian Academy through WAVA. Give your child strong academic skills, diverse learning experiences, and good character development with teachers that are sensitive to the needs of each child. Highland Park Christian Academy is known as the diamond on the hill. Find out why. The education you want for your kids is now within your reach. Call 301-773-4079. That's 301-773-4079. Or visit hpchristianacademy.org. Once again, for more information, 301-773-4079 or hpchristianacademy.org. An exciting new book from Regnery looks at the power of love and intimacy from a godly perspective. It's called Love and Sex, A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Sex is powerful. Just saying the word can stir up all kinds of emotions inside people. Maybe it's a positive emotion for you or a hurtful, shameful, confusing one. It's no wonder we humans struggle to understand its meaning and purpose. Hi, I'm Nancy Houston, a sex therapist, leadership coach, and licensed professional counselor. After counseling hundreds of clients about the topic of intimacy, I decided to write Love and Sex, a Christian guide to healthy intimacy. Love and Sex is filled with life-changing, compelling stories to help us all reconnect to love and is biblically based on the truths of God's Word. Get your copy now of best-selling author Nancy Houston's compelling new book, Love and Sex, A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Sell your home fast and for more money. That's exactly what Christy Moore of Local Expert Realty did for some happy clients in Arlington. Don, we met this couple who had their house on the market for 272 days with another agent and it didn't sell in one of the hottest areas of Arlington. They followed all of our advice and our plan to a T and the home was ready to put on the market in three weeks. We sold it in six days for $6,000 more than the previous list price where it failed to sell. Many sellers think anyone can sell a house in this market and the reality is that over 40% of homes that went on the market didn't sell last year. On average over the last 12 years, 95% of our listings have sold and we normally beat the market by over $26,000. If you want to make sure your home sells and doesn't sit, call Christy Moore of Local Expert Realty because she will sell your home in 58 days or she'll buy it. Call 866-404-5858. 866-404-5858. Certain conditions or exceptions may apply. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's andersonspeaks.com. 
And thank you so much for your support. Uh, whatever support you give, I bless you and I thank you in the name of Jesus. Also, thank uh, BestBuyWaterproofing.com for their gifts uh, to the ministry as well. If you need uh, waterproofing in your home or just want a free inspection, uh, make sure you go to BestBuyWaterproofing.com. Uh, on my Facebook, Yvette Smith asks, how do you deal with people who need facts over faith in the Word of God? Well, have them uh, do the research in the Word of God just like they do with any book, and they'll find out that uh, the Word of God uh, passed many tests of historicity and authenticity. But most of all, that Word has to also be true with their experience and uh, help them to think through what does the Bible say that you agree with and what does the bible say you don't agree with and then um why don't you agree with it why don't you just pray on it then and see what god says to you and then we trust that god's spirit will confirm his word in them now before the break i was talking to joe and joe was talking about dress code in his church and that he would address did address a person that was wearing a hat and asked him to take it off i think most young people will respect if you ask them kindly uh, then you're wondering, well, boy, are they going to return to church? Well, hopefully they will. Uh, but, you know, what you want to do is be overly nice to them after you've asked them to take off the hat. So after the service, get back over to them. Say, hey, how'd you enjoy church? I hope I didn't offend you with the hat thing. I just, you know, that's kind of how we do it here. And I uh, wish you'd come back. You know, and just be overly nice so they know that they're not somehow been pointed out because they didn't know the rules before they came or they felt uh, judged. And, and that's clearly what you don't want people to feel. So you got to be overly nice sometimes when you have to uh, make a correction or ask somebody to, to do something uh, that is sort of different than what they thought. All right. Let's see if I can take Anonymous in Fairfax, Virginia as my final call here. Hi, Anonymous. Welcome to the show. Well, hello, Dr. Anderson. Thanks for taking my call. I have a question similar to your last caller. It's kind of a, a code of conduct kind of question. Okay. Um, in, in church on Sunday, if someone comes in and is panhandling, how would you deal with it? I'd have my deacons or my ushers uh, ask them, how can we serve you? How can we help you? Do you need food? Uh, how about we buy you a meal? If you have a little cafe, get them something from the cafe. If you have a cupboard, give them some food from the cupboard. But I would do something to help them in that moment and say, you know, this is not the appropriate time right now uh, to, you know, distract people from service, but we actually want to help you as a church. So how can we help you? And have someone sit with them, pray for them, uh, and help integrate them into the body the best way they can without panhandling. Uh, I think that may be the best way to handle it. What do you think? Okay, thank you. Um, it's happened more frequently lately at my church, and I wanted some advice on it. There you go. That's where your deacons and your uh, ushers can really help, being loving and at the same time uh, helping to meet the need that they really have. Uh, that way people don't get discouraged from coming to church. So that's my two cents on it. Okay, my friend? Thank you, Dr. Anderson. God bless you. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this week. Thank you for today's show, and thank you for the conversation. Uh, might you be blessed even this weekend as people worship on Saturday and Sundays. And thank you for the new Bridgeway Community Church that's opening in Owens Mills on May 13th, 2018 at 1030. Amen and amen. Father, 